Welcome to Q&A with Rev Rowe. This is episode 24, where we are going to be talking about the Great Exchange. talking about what's called the Great Exchange. Now, after looking at the title of this episode and hearing me say that at the beginning, what exactly even is the Great Exchange? Maybe you've never heard that phrase before. The Great Exchange is basically a way in which we describe how Jesus' death and resurrection saves us. For the vast majority of Christians, when we describe to another person or tell another person why we believe in Jesus, we say, we believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sin. Now, what's interesting about that phrase is how much is assumed in what we're saying, right? What is a sin? How do we know that I've sinned? Did I sin? And what sin did I commit? And then the other question is, okay, so Jesus died on the cross. Well, how does a man 2,000 years ago dying on a cross save me from something that I did in the present? And how exactly does that process of him dying and rising actually save me from it? Right? There's a lot of things that we have to explain or make sense of. So what we know is that the scriptures say that Jesus' death and resurrection is for our salvation. In the book of Acts, Peter gives a famous sermon at Pentecost where he tells a crowd of people this. He says, you killed Jesus through sinful men, right? So you killed Jesus, but God raised him from the dead. That was the sermon. And so all the people hearing this say, well, what are we supposed to do? What are we to do since we've killed this Jesus and now God has raised him from the dead? And Peter says, repent and be baptized. So in this death and resurrection of Jesus on Easter, God brings forth the possibility of salvation to his people through repentance and baptism. So what often will happen in the Bible is they will use images. We might call them like metaphors. Not that Jesus didn't really die and rise again, but we use Uh, picture images to help make sense of what exactly it means that Jesus died to save us. So a good example of this is the courtroom metaphor or the courtroom image where we sometimes can see our sin, right? Our mistakes that we make as if we are guilty of a crime, right? We lie, we cheat, we steal, and that guiltiness sends us before a court, to be punished for our bad mistakes, for our evil. But Jesus, he is the one that since he dies, right, he takes on the punishment so that we are no longer declared guilty for our sins. We are now declared not guilty, right? So the idea that makes sense to us is going to a courtroom, being accused of doing evil things that we have done, 
but instead of being punished, someone else receives the punishment of prison, and in this case, death. Okay, So we use this courtroom image to make sense of things. One of the great images that Martin Luther, in particular, really enjoyed using, and one that is used in the scripture, is the idea of the great exchange. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, Paul writes, For our sake he made him, meaning God made Jesus, to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In this verse, we see what is called the great exchange. And to sum it up simply, it means God in, sends Jesus to take all of what's bad in us and he exchanges it for all that is good in him. So let me say that one more time. So the great exchange is that Jesus comes to the earth, takes on our bad Right, our sin, our mistakes, our evil upon himself and exchanges that for his righteousness, his goodness, his holiness. Okay? So one of the ways that we look at Jesus' death and resurrection that saves us is that Jesus comes to earth, he's born, and he becomes like us so much so that he takes everything we've done ever and puts it upon himself. So rather than being uh, given everything, instead he decides to take everything that's wrong with us upon himself and giving over to us everything that is good from him. So a couple ways to look at this image is this. So in the ancient world, when people were getting married, women were often given what was their husband's, okay? So in the marital relationship, this was an exchange of things. So if a husband was wealthy, had land, the, the bride assumes all of those good things. She takes all of those things on. She gains the status. She gains the wealth. She gains all those things. And so this exchange in the marital relationship is a lot like this is the same way with God, right? God has all of these things and he exchanges by taking all the bad things on upon himself and giving us all of his wealth, all of his goodness. So you can think of it this way a little bit in our world. We have things like debt. So if a couple gets married and let's say one spouse has debt with them. They're carrying this debt with them. Well, when they get married, they sort of take that debt onto the other person. So even if you're someone who doesn't have debt and you marry someone who has debt, you are taking that on, right? Um, so in this way, the God takes our debt upon himself and gets rid of that, right, upon himself. Uh, <clears throat> so this image, I think, is really helpful because it helps to emphasize to us the love God has for us, that he doesn't look at us and despise us or uh, regretfully save us. No, he willingly takes upon himself all of the things we wish we could eliminate and then gives us things that we don't deserve, right? Um, and so 
it's a really powerful image, I believe, um, to understand things. One of the things that happens in funerals that we uh, conduct at our church is that when um, the person enters into the sanctuary in the casket, we will lay what is called a funeral pall, which is this big white sheet that we lay over the top of the casket. And what it does is, is that it reminds us that God clothes us with Jesus, meaning that when God sees us, he doesn't see you for the mistakes that you make. Instead, right, we have exchanged our sinfulness for Christ's holiness, so Jesus' holiness. So now when God the Father looks at us, he doesn't see us for our mistakes. He sees us for our uh, for Jesus. He sees Jesus in us, which is such a beautiful image, right, um, about how God sees us, okay? So I find this to be really interesting. Um, and I And I also find that what's also really powerful is that sometimes when we talk about Jesus dying for our sin— it only sounds as though God is interested in what we did and not what we will be, right? So Christ died, right, <clears throat> to fix our past mistakes, yes, um, to take the burdens of the past away. That's true. But he also gives us a way to live, right? He doesn't just die for us. He also lives for us too, right? So that being saved by Christ means that we can live our life in him and for him, right? And I think this is really helpful to avoid not just emphasizing our faith life isn't just reflecting on the wrong we've done that Jesus forgives. It's also about how he gives to us his holiness to live, um, you know, his will, right? Uh, and I, f I find that to be a really powerful image for us to do. So to kind of recap a little bit, when we talk about Jesus and his death and resurrection, we say that it saves us. But one of the things we like to do is we like to use different metaphors and images to help make that image more full to us and more helpful to us. And so one of the ways we explain it is through the great exchange. And the great exchange is that God takes upon himself, Jesus takes upon himself all of our sin, all of our mistakes, all of our brokenness, and he gives over to us his holiness, right? And so he dies on the cross because he's taken upon himself everything that's wrong with the world and carries it to his cross, and God raises him from the dead, therefore giving us the hope of restoration, right? Um, and so I think that this is a helpful image, and it all comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God, right? A beautiful image, how God exchanges sinfulness for holiness. <clears throat> One of the last things I will say about this is that I think it really holds uh, the image of God marrying us. So Paul will often talk about how Jesus is the bridegroom or the husband and the church is the bride, and how the great exchange really sums up that relationship more fully, that he is our husband, essentially, and we are his bride. We He exchanges our uh, shame, all the things that we have, and gives to us his honor and his love, right? So you can kind of imagine a, a wife who 
is unfaithful, uh, who commits adultery, all of these things that would destroy the relationship with her husband. And yet Jesus shows himself not to be one who abandons his bride even in her shame, but seeks to make her holy, right? To uh, free her from that shame and to bestow upon her his honor and his love. It's really a a gorgeous image. Um, Not that we can't use other images, but this is just one of the many that we can use. Um, Another one you can think about is uh, the idea of redemption, right? Which would be the Exodus, right? So in the Exodus, the Israelites are in slavery and God redeems them. He frees them from slavery. And so Jesus comes to the earth, dies, and rises again to redeem us from sin. He frees us. It's a new exodus. So if any of these other things spur on another question about something either in the scriptures or about faith, feel free to send us a question um, in the description of this episode, and I would be happy to get it in a later episodes. So thanks for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you all on the next one. Thank you.